What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got? So, City Hall, the 6th Street Bridge, and Dodger Stadium will be among the iconic Los Angeles structures lit up this Thursday in a mosaic of colors as part of the city's first L.A. for All week. L.A. for All is part of the L.A. Civil Rights Department's anti-hate PSA campaign. Events in the campaign include a student art show at Cal State on Tuesday and a resource fair in Lincoln Park on Thursday. Other structures that are going to be lit up on Thursday are Union Station, the Pylons at LAX, the Coliseum, the LA Zoo, and LAFC's Bank of California Stadium. LAFC's Bank of California Stadium is going to be all lit up. Exactly. Yep. All right, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right, that sounds pretty cool. Now, will the Sixth Street Bridge remain open? Is everybody going to be cool? Yeah, it's you know? been open. I know, but you know how it goes. Early on, people were like shutting that thing down. I was going to say, you. I thought well, I saw was something. Me. They said they were closing it forever. <laughs> it was me. No, Johnny, they closed no. it for like the night to yeah. like let things calm down. And it was that time Cappy went to the bridge. Right, it was when Cappy went. Right, it was when I was wearing that Wilding t-shirt. Yep. You know, and everybody was like, oh, I want one of those. And they just came rushing, you know. Mm-hmm. It was like when... Uh, you know, it was like when Rocky Balboa was running down the streets of Philadelphia, just thousands of people following. You know, that's the way it was. And they shut the bridge down that night on the taco tour. They did. By the way, it's Oscar Robertson past the hour. Ozzie Smith, maybe. I don't know. What do you want to go with number one? Chris Bosh? Tracy McGrady? Penny Al- Hardaway? Allen Robinson? Derek Allen Robinson. Yeah. Caught uh, his first touchdown pass for the Rams He yesterday. did. He's on my fantasy team, so it was nice to see. So. It, was, it was nice to see him get involved in the offense. You know, I mean, that's just it about the Rams. Just to fi- finish that thought, you know, look, you, you lose your the leader of your offensive line. You lose uh, a pass rusher who you got in the middle of the season who was a Super Bowl champion, now two-time champion. You lost a receiver who came in and, and became a, a really great team player and was an important part of the Super Bowl. And so, you know, you've lost some of the pieces of your puzzle. And so the roster, I remember saying this to DeMarco a couple weeks ago, are they better this year than they were last year? And he's like, no, they're not. Not on paper. No. Travis said the same thing. Not on paper. Um, Common Sense Chris has tweeted us. Oh, God. Common Sense Chris. Get ready, pal. At Chris Rod 1986. At Chris Rod 1986. At Sedano, at Scott Kaplan. You guys must not watch a lot of boxing. Yes, Canelo clearly won, but Triple G won four of the last six rounds. You should watch more boxing before making one-sided comments. Everyone is entitled to an opinion, but this is a sports show. I don't know if you realized. It's a sports show. I didn't. Uh, have more. Have a more informed opinion. So I just want to make sure I understand the criticism. The criticism is you're allowed to have an opinion. But because this is a sports show, in theory, we need to have a more informed opinion. Here's my informed opinion, pal. I watched every round of that fight. And honestly, until the 11th round, I don't think Triple G won one round. And in fact, I could even go back and say, I could. I think I could make the case that Canelo won every round. Now look, Triple G got a little bit more aggressive later in the fight. Why not? He already knew he was down. He knew he needed something. He had to do something. He had to pull a knockout if he was going to win. And, you know, I know the announcers are saying, well, you know, if he was fighting like this in the earlier part of the fight, he might have made this competitive. Well, maybe that was his strategy, was to go into the deep waters and, and hope for the big knockout punch later in the fight when Canelo would punch himself out. It didn't work. I, I would say this. I had this fight 11 rounds to one for Canelo. If I were feeling generous, 10 rounds to two for Canelo. I don't okay, understand now, how the judges me, had it 7-5. All right, so let me, let me tell you what I how I responded to him, because I went a little further and, and even threw in some bona fides in there. Oh, really? Some bona fides. Let me hear what you said to him. I wrote, I grew up watching boxing. I worked on top rank in the past, which is true. I did a whole summer of top rank boxing on ESPN and you know worked with Joe Tess and those guys, Andre Ward, et cetera, and Bernie Osuna, our pal. 
So I said, so spare me. You can think all you want. Triple G won four of six rounds. Reality is he showed a pulse in those rounds. Didn't mean he actually won them. Well, that's just it. Okay. Now, do you think Kevin Ioli is a respected boxing uh, reporter? Yeah. He is the boxing reporter. Yeah. He's the boxing guy. He literally had Canelo in a shutout. Yeah, you see, that's what I'm saying. I, I could have really made a case that Canelo won 12 rounds to zero. It, you're, what you just said is right. Triple G, late in the fight, actually showed a pulse. Yeah. And therefore, they were like, oh, well, he's been taking punishment all night long. He finally actually threw a couple of punches and landed. Therefore, he wins the round. I think people were like so surprised that he finally started fighting that they just handed him the round. But, George, to have two of three ringside judges say 7-5 in favor of Canelo, that was shocking to me. I had it, at at worst, I had it 10-2. Yeah, I, I, I had it like 10-2 as well. Maybe I maybe I could have made the case for 9-3. You should have a more informed opinion, especially when you're going on a sports show. Yeah, you as well. I agree. Although we do stupidity here as well, too. Right. I mean, listen, the greatest compliment this show ever received was a couple days ago from Dead Meow 5 who said, I don't listen to sports radio. I listen to Sedano and Cap. So uh, take that, buddy. Beto Duran says, never argue boxing with Twitter. LOL, delusional fans. Yeah, I mean, now now does he have a, a legit voice in boxing? He does. Okay. I wonder what his scorecard would say. Yeah, what was your scorecard, Beto? Yeah, Beto, what was your scorecard? Yeah. 10-2? 11-1? 12 was it? Yeah. So there you go. I'm curious. I mean, I literally sat there scoring the fight. That was what I did on Saturday mm-hmm. night. Are you ready for overreaction Monday? Yes, I am. All right, so the first overreaction Monday, and it's funny because <laughs> I want to go in the community, in the Sedano and Cap community, which you can be a part of by going to Twitter and then going to the communities and then typing in Sedano and Cap. Uh, Mike B. What up, Mike B? What up, B? It says, uh, is it safe to come outside? Did Sedano blast my Raiders already? To which I responded, yeah, but I'll do it again just so you know. Um, my first overreaction at the beginning of the show was overreaction Monday. The Raiders are not making the playoffs because in the last three years since they've changed the format in the National Football League for the playoffs, uh, 27 teams have started 0-2. All 27 have missed the playoffs. And to meet that overreaction, same game, Kyler Murray, this is mine, Kyler Murray will be MVP of the league this year. Yeah. Uh, Beto Duran had uh, Canelo eight to four. Eight to four. Okay. Okay. Maybe a hey, hey, Beto. Maybe you should like be a little bit more informed before you share an opinion on a sports show. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, and watch boxing too. <laughs> so my second overreaction. You mentioned earlier I was in Denver mm-hmm. for the Broncos Texans calling it on ESPN Radio, and uh, not a lot of scoring in that one. Okay. Okay. Sixteen to nine. One touchdown. I had one chance to call a touchdown call. Uh, in that game. I was ready. Fireworks were ready to shoot out my ears and every orifice of my body. Did you at least get fired up for field goals? No. You didn't? You didn't like, that's an awesome field goal, man. No, No, nothing like that. No, no, it's there's the snap, the hold, the kick is up, and it's... Good. Okay. That's it. You didn't that's, get, all you, that's all you can go. But you didn't get a sense like no, there wasn't going to be a like lot of a touchdowns. if it's like a game-winning field goal, yeah. then maybe you give a little extra oomph. Yeah. You know? But it's just a regular old field goal. Maybe you should start making field goals, especially in games. Thing? Well, well, when there's no Because offense. then I stand out. Right, um, you're like, go, 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 <laughs> field goal. <laughs> oh, I'm sure people would love that. Yeah. From 23 yards away, field goal, <laughs> go, 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 go. Oh. I was going to say, do you have like a good catchphrase or do you not? I don't have a catchphrase. Why does everyone want me to have a catchphrase? You're, catch you you're the second person to bring that up. I, I'm just, I've only been doing this for a year. You I don't have, have a catchphrase yet. It's going to just happen organically. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to happen organically. I'm just all. curious. My bad. Yeah. All right. So you were saying about anyway, the, the so my overreaction yes. Monday. Mm-hmm. I don't even think this is much of an overreaction because I was there and witnessed three hours and change of it. 
Um, Nathaniel Hackett is in way over his head. He is he is the worst head coach in the NFL right now. I love the overreaction. I had to just like stop and pause and let it marinate for a second yeah, and think about it a little bit. Head coach he, in the NFL. He's right the now. worst guy he's there in is. So over his head, Cap. Like, think about it this way. They were do you know how pumped up people are for the home opener? Yeah, I was at one yesterday. Pumped up. Yeah. Right? And Denver, if you've ever been, Sea of Orange, yep. those people love the Broncos. That is like massive amount of people ready to roll. I was out there pregame. Somebody shouted me and Beto out, uh, who was as we were on the field. They were like, yo, what's up? They, they I guess maybe they listened to the show. Um, and people were out there excited. They were booing halfway through the first quarter because Nathaniel Hackett has he just I don't want to be like super mean, but he's so inexperienced at this and it shows the hesitation. He's burning timeouts. He's making terrible decisions. He's like just meandering on the sideline as the clock is ticking. All when when all these things can be done in a more efficient fashion, I was sitting there going, "Oh my god, like I I've made better decisions. I can make better decisions and I've never coached a football game in my life." Mm. You know what the problem is with these young guys who become first-time head coaches? They're all control freaks. They all want to control everything so that that you you get this job you're the you you were the play caller, or maybe you weren't the play caller in your previous place, but now you're the head coach, and you're like, I trust me. Yeah, because he wasn't the play the caller. Plays. Matt Lafleur right, is right. calling plays. I trust me to call the plays. Yeah. So now that I've got the power, I'm the head coach, and I'm the play caller. These young head coaches, particularly first-time head coaches, you know what they should all do? They should do what Sean McVay did his first year. Remember when Sean McVay went out and hired Wade Phillips, who was like 80 years old at the time? He was like, this guy's a former NFL head coach of a couple of different teams. He's considered one of the great defenses, defensive coaches in the history of the game. You know what? I don't even want to know what's going on on the defense. Yeah, you handle it. Right. When you're a first-time head coach, especially when you're a young guy, and when I say first-time head coach, I don't mean you coached high school no, no. or college. He's a first-time head coach. He, this guy didn't coach Pop Warner as a head coach. Yeah, You're a first-time head coach. You know what you should do? Cap, be a head coach, Cap, not be an offensive coordinator. Th- there was a time where I believe at least 10 seconds ran off the clock. The play clock, okay? Not not, not the game clock. The play clock. When he was going to sit, he, he was trying to decide whether he should go for in a fourth down play or send out the field goal unit. He rushes the field goal unit out there. Poor Brandon McManus, the kicker in Denver, who he hung out to dry trying to kick a 64-yarder right. in Seattle, is kicking a 53-yarder, I believe, at the time. He he gets out there, he boots it, he nails it. I mean, by like 30 yards in Denver in the thin air. And, of course, delay of game penalty because they took too long to get him out there. And then it backs up to 58. And you're like, okay, well, he clearly nailed it with plenty of distance. He calls out the punt unit after that. Oh, my God. And the entire place just erupted. And, and I'm like going, holy crap. I, I, I had never seen such ineptitude by a head coach. It was like malpractice, honestly. <laughs> well, again, these young guys, man, they should stop being coordinators and play callers, and they should be head coaches because there's so much going on in an NFL football game. If you're solely focused on the offensive side, you'll miss everything that's happening on the defensive so, side, and you're not the head coach. You're just the offensive coach. What is your over your second overreaction? All right, Lindsay, listen to this. Here's my second overreaction of the day. You're going to love this because this one. How about this? How about yeah? you save it for the other side? All right. I will. I'm happy to do that. Yeah, let's do that. Save it for the this other one, side. This one, I want to say this to you. This is outrageous, what I'm about okay. to say. Okay, all right. We'll have it coming Outlandish. up. Outlandish. We'll have it coming up next. Unbelievable. Okay, we'll have it coming up next. By the way, it is Clay Thompson past the hour. So, just letting you know.
Uh, we're giving you a chance, by the way, to see Roger Waters as he brings an all-new show to Crypto.com Arena on September 27th and 28th, featuring songs from Pink Floyd's Golden Era. Be Caller 7 right now at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776, and you win a pair of, tech, You'll wear, a pair wear of tickets oh. to see Roger Waters. Listen all week for your chance to win. And if you don't win with us, tickets are on sale at rogerwaters.com. That's rogerwaters.com. <laughs> yeah i felt like that was almost what was happening there my mouth was so dry because of all these sudafed i've had to pump into my body the last couple of days um there's a little wow listen you. to you are you gonna get me sick today yeah i'm gonna cough on you you are gonna get me sick mateo got me sick so now he's gonna get me sick yeah and you're just happily passing it on mateo doesn't like you no he doesn't like my voice well, he doesn't like your voice, that's for sure. That that's, is accurate. Yeah, that doesn't mean he doesn't like me. I mean, when I see Mateo, you know When you come out to the monster truck? When you come out to the monster truck event with us? Tell him, bring it in, you Mateo. tell him, bring it in. Bring it He's in. a little shy at first. got to warm up. Okay. Ask Laura. He didn't, like, give Laura any attention. That's true. He is shy. He just kind of looked at her and just kind of, like, kept watching the baseball. Mm-hmm. He's so cute, though. So. We're going to be watching some monster trucks together. Yeah. Boom. All right, so your overreaction next. It's crazy. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Oh, come on now. Is that Beeps? Yes, it is. 2015. This was after Keyshawn chased him down. Smacked him in the back of the head? <laughs> in his neighborhood. Driving too fast in his neighborhood? Yeah. Well well before this. Uh, at Chris Rod 1986 is very, very upset still this at the guy, boxing thing. Th- this is all over a throwaway comment. About the Triple G versus Canelo fight. Right, which, by the way, he had it 8-4. to four. He had it 8-4? to four? Yeah, he said he had it 8-4. to four. You had it 10-2 to two at best. Yeah. So, like, you're talking about two rounds. Right. Well, and, and you're saying that... And I g- said I had 10-2 to two or 9-3. to three. So, basically, I'm talking about a one-round difference, But you maybe. also said that one of the really well-respected boxing writers had... Kevin, I only had a, a, a complete uh, Canelo um, uh, shutout. Well, then he should go after him. Yeah. Then let that dude go after that boxing writer guy. Yeah, at Chris Rod 1986 is not happy. No, he's very upset. Yeah, this was really. Supposed I mean, to are be you related day? to Triple? And now he's giving me his bona fides too. So he says, "Yeah, I was credentialed by top-ranked Golden Boy Mayweather Promotions and K2. 
I've interviewed Canelo, Triple G, Cotto, Pacquiao, and many others. I know boxing. Scoring at 11-1 or 10-2 is just nuts, and it tells me you don't have a real understanding of the scoring process. First of all, I wasn't the one that said 11-1. I did say 10-2 or 9-3, but I do have an understanding. I'm bleeping Cuban, bro. What does that All mean? we do is watch boxing just oh. like Mexican people. Oh. We literally, Mexicans and Cubans grew up watching boxing every single bleeping weekend of our lives growing up. Every single one. Yep. Should I put my credentials on the table too? Okay. And by the way, my yeah. response to him all yeah. that? Yeah. Cool. So have I. <laughs> hey, what's this guy's name? Uh, Common Sense Chris at Chris Rod 1986. All right. Well, well, listen, dude, relax. William pal? Calm down. All right, the show today was really going to be more about NFL football, some college football sprinkled in a little no, bit. No, no, no. He wants to fight. You no. want to fight? I'm the guy you want to have an argument yeah. with because I, mean, I love to argue. I mean, it's it's unbelievable <laughs> what we're talking about. About look, I had this fight a dominant win for Canelo. The judges, two of the three judges, seven had, to five, which is absurd, ridiculous, absurd, but absurd. The, Even if you want to say that Canelo just coasted those last two rounds, maybe I'll give you. Maybe I'll give you that that Triple G actually won three. I mean, okay, I could be wrong off by one round, maybe four, but nine to three seemed to me what I saw that night. I think in the tenth round, the uh, the announcer said, "Well, we gave that one to Triple G." It was like, "Well, he hasn't done anything the entire fight, so he finally threw a punch, so we felt like we had to give him one." It was not. It, it really wasn't that competitive. As a matter of fact, it was not. It was a snooze fest. As a matter of fact, I'll tell you something. You talk about overreaction Monday. I'll give you an overreaction on Canelo. Kind of getting bored with Canelo. Yeah, sir. I'm not joking. Like, yeah. I, like it's not exciting. Oh, you're gonna get you're gonna get cut out. You're yeah. Well, I think out. I feel like I already was cut. Oh, out. you got cut yeah, out. I think I was. Is that cut why out. you're saying this? Well, now? I think that you know the fact that I came on it's the like air retribution. and talked about all the stuff that oh. I saw. I think that they kind of cut me out already. Oh. So now I can come on the air and be honest and tell you, I think Canelo's getting kind of boring. Yeah. Yeah. So you got cut out because you bragged. Not so much bragged. I probably went into just an ounce too much detail. Yeah. You shocking that you would go extra. I know, right? Anyone is shocked that. Canelo's camp is not no no it was not Canelo's camp wasn't really Canelo's camp it was like this one dude who kind of sucks up to him who like really wants to be like the guy you know and he's like you brought your friend and he went on the radio and he talked about this stuff and you know this I mean there are stuff there's stuff you shouldn't say and nothing that I said on the air was very bad at all about it and the one guy was very bad at all the one guy goes like this and you know what the guy told me I go I said to him I go did you hear this he goes no my wife heard it and she told me I'm like yeah I'm not buying that I'm not buying that. Yeah, your wife was listening, but you weren't. Okay, if you say so, sir. All right, let me give you. Oh, an so this is retribution. Now you're after, now you're anti Canelo. No, no, I'm pro Canelo. Oh. Pro Canelo. I'm just, but I'm saying like it, Canelo. There was a. There Do you was, want better to get you back in? No, 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 no. It's okay. I can get myself. Better can in. get back in. No, I'm all right. I'm good. Okay. But I think that like I did not need to see that fight Saturday night against Triple G. You know, Triple G's 40 years old, and he looked every bit of it through the first nine or ten rounds. Frankly. And so I don't know what fight it is that I want to see Canelo fight, but maybe Jake Paul. I don't know. Something good like that. Do you know Dan Rayfield? I do know who Dan Rayfield is. Boxing? Yeah. Insider? So I sent him a tweet saying, what did you score it? He had it 11-1. Yeah, so. 11-1. to Well, that's why I put both the guy, Kevin Ioli, who you said, because I don't know him, actually. And then Dan, I do know. And so I put a tweet out to both of those guys saying, what what was your score? Because if this guy's ripping us for saying that, you know, 10-2 or 11-1 makes you sound like an idiot... I put it out to two guys that are like real hardcore industry they insiders. They the sport right. every day. And they had it 11-1 yeah. and 12 nothing. Yeah. So now who's the dumbass? Dumbass. Right. 
Wow, now you called him a dumbass? Well, I don't know. Am I calling I mean, him at him? least I said I was willing to argue with him, but geez. Now well, you... I'm just going right to name calling now. Yeah, what yeah. the hell? I don't know. I, you, I got upset. I mean, well, and then I brought up the Canelo thing that right. probably yeah, didn't help. Just, right. You were very upset. Then that just mustered more uh, emotion. Right. Yeah. And so now I'm just going right to dumbass. Yeah. So no lo- Double so, dumbass. So when you were texting us, when you were telling us that Canelo was texting you, you were lying to us. No, not at all. When was this? You know, a while back. Oh, no, no, but that was different. That was a different phase of the relationship. Oh, I see. Different phase. This was before he went on the air and told everybody. Yeah, Uh, yeah, about the stuff I saw, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't that bad, by the way. Let me give you another overreaction. Let me give (laughs) you- Oh, yeah, give us- This one's crazy, you said. All right, listen to me. This is going to be a crazy overreaction, but I'm going to say it anyway because it's Monday and it's overreaction Monday. You say the Raiders who lost that game yesterday when they were up 20 to nothing will not sniff the playoffs, right? Not going to make it. Not happening. Sorry, Raider fan. Listen to this one. The Cleveland Browns, who also gave up a ridiculous loss yesterday. Ridiculous. Do you know, George, that I was at this game? You were. There's a minute 55 to go. The Browns have a two-score lead, even though their their superstar young kid kicker misses a PAT to put him up by 14 points. They're up by 13 points. When Joe Flacco and the Jets take the field, I, I this is what I said. What are they going to do? Run out the clock? I mean, this game's over, right? And then I said, well, wait a second. If you score quick get an onside kick, score again, and then kick the PAT, all with a minute 55 to go and zero timeouts, mm. you could win this game. Well, who, who? come on, that can't really happen. You're on the road. Joe Flacco's your quarterback. This is not Joe Flacco with Ray Lewis on the other side of, you know, on the Ravens. Joe Flacco is like 37 years old now. Joe Flacco in a minute 55 scored a touchdown in two plays, Went back out, they had an onside kick they recovered, the Jets did. Flacco throws another touchdown pass, and they kick the PAT, and they win the game. But here's the overreaction. You ready for this? Mm -hmm. The Cleveland Browns will win the AFC North. Get the bleep out of here. That's why it's an overreaction. Get the bleep. Now, you're just doing the cater favor with Lindsay. No, no, here's the thing. Listen to this. The Steelers lost yesterday to the Patriots, right? The Ravens had a huge lead on the Dolphins and lost that game. Mm-hmm. The Bengals are 0-2. Yeah, but the Dolphins and- are going to be probably a playoff team. Yeah, maybe so. The Jets are not? Probably not. Probably not. But I will say this. The the Steelers lost to the at home to the Patriots. The Ravens lost on the road to the Dolphins, which, by the way, I'm a Tua fan. I I was really happy to see this kid throw six touchdowns yesterday and almost 500 yards. I like Tua. I know everybody gave up on him real early. I know he had a lot of injuries in the early part of his career. I'm a Tua fan, so I'm a believer. But the Cincinnati Bengals have gone back to being the Cincinnati Bengals. They cannot protect Joe Burrow at all. Guy has taken a beating week in and week out, and they lost yesterday. They're 0-2. So... I know it sounds crazy, and it's an overreaction, especially on a day where a team gives up a two-score lead with a minute 55 at home, but an overreaction for you there. I mean, that seems absurd, though. Well, that's what overreactions That's like are. arguing over, uh, you know, Canelo Triple G. That's like that's yeah, that level of it, absurd. It is, is it? Yeah. Well, it's probably the kind of thing that if you go on a sports radio show, you should have a more informed opinion You about. should have a more informed opinion than right, that. Right. But it's an overreaction. Right. Overreaction Monday. Kobe passed the hour, by the way. Shout out to Kobe. Nice job. RIP. We always miss him. Um, who did, did? By the way, who won the tickets to Roger Waters? Do we know? Uh, yes. Hang on one second. Let me look it up. Oh, okay. I forgot already. You Ooh. did, huh? Yeah, I feel like that concert, you said that concert was on the 27th and 28th? Yeah, yeah at Crypto. Mm-hmm. Two shows. See, I have something else going on. Would you on. go to Roger Waters? I would not. Oh, I've, not I've, your thing? Well, I've seen Pink Floyd. Right. But on the 27th, I think it's a Tuesday night. 
mm-hmm. at the forum, mm-hmm. uh, Dave Grohl and you Foo, love Fighters, the Foo Fighters, but they're putting on one of these Taylor Hawkins tribute concerts. Yeah. They did one not long ago in London that went like six hours. Yeah. And if I showed you the lineup of artists who are going to be performing that night at the forum, mm-hmm. it will pretty much blow your mind. So like I'm getting off the air here yeah. at seven. And going over the forum. Going right to the forum. Okay. And then I'm going to stay for that whole show that night. How did you get tickets for that, Cappy? Well, you know, did I... You, did you have, to, you have to call in a, a favor to a guy? Oh, did you call someone and go, hey, King? You couldn't really like buy them. That is true. That is true. So I was curious because I, I looked. So I uh, I was invited as a guest. That's that's where the tickets came from. I was invited as a guest. In fact, the friends of mine that invited me, they're taking a bus with like 20 people up to the forum. And I'm like, well, I'm going to be at 710. So I'll just take the train that day and I'll just meet you guys there and then I'll bus back with you. So, yeah, I don't know how they got the tickets, Lindsay. I don't know. I didn't ask. I just know that I was invited. Well, if anyone cancels, you let me know. Okay. I mean, I didn't exactly say something like, well, how much are they? You know, like they, they were like, hey, we got these tickets. You're invited. I'm like, okay. I assume that means that we're good, right? By the way, Aaron in San Pedro mm-hmm. won the Rogers Waters tickets. Congratulations, Aaron. Way to go, Aaron. In SP. There you go. You got any other overreactions you want to share with us this afternoon? Oh, no. I mean, I'm going to wait till next hour. Okay. Because I got more. I got a whole list. I got a list of them. Yeah. A big list. Yeah. Every hour we got more. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Linz. Thanks, Christopher. But first... (laughs) See, we need a new we, we need a new open. Oh, Chris needs to, well, it's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Christopher. Sure, I know, but we um, need a new one for like I, I'll a month. just do it here. Yeah, we need a new open <laughs> that tosses to me, then I can toss to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Radio Tinder is presented by our friends at Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala, award-winning small batch premium sipping tequila made from the finest mature agaves available everywhere fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website, tequilamandala.com, and demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. And shout out to the people in the community tweeting out Tequila Mandala pics. Uh, we saw a gentleman in there. I believe Mike Williams is his name, who uh, tweeted out a picture of him purchasing the uh, Tequila Mandala Añejo. He had the bottle, bottle. of Tequila Mandala. So a cigar. He had a stogie. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember what else he had. There were three things that he had. Oh, he had gummies. <laughs> he did. Did you see that picture? He had yeah, the mandala, I, the, the gummies, gummies yeah. and the stogie. He's like, I'm about to have me a great night. Yeah. And also, last week, Drew Castellano. He, he posted a picture of his tequila mandala. I sent these. I always send these to Jason so he can see them. Yeah, I, I forwarded that email, uh, an email to those guys, too, to the sales staff to let them know that we're doing our thing. So we're producing. Yeah. All right. Go ahead, Linz. Take it away, Linz. Thanks, Sedano. So, oh, wait, forgot. Super excited. Yeah. Had to hear from Pat Bet first. Yeah. Okay. So former Jets quarterback Mark Sanchez was the color commentator on yesterday's Falcons Rams broadcast. Oh. And during one play where he was super impressed with the effort of Rams offensive lineman Coleman Shelton, Sanchez delivered this one liner. Just blowing open this hole, getting the start at center. I mean Shelton's clearing out defenders faster than a teenager clears his search history on his web browser. Holy smokes. 
<laughs> so everyone was talking about how funny it was, and it was great one-liner. Yuck, yuck, uh. Uh, but since you guys are broadcasters, wanted to ask, do you like when guys do these cheesy one-liner dad jokes while calling games? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. It just it. Some of them are funny. Some of them hit. Some of them don't. Look, comedy is subjective. I'm not going to sit here and rip Mark Sanchez. I, I chuckled, you know? I mean, like hearty laugh out loud but i chuckled so it was funny enough if you get a chuckle out of me i feel like it's a win well mark sanchez working with uh kevin kugler that's a good matchup those two guys i don't know kevin kugler i know his work but yeah. i don't know him. No, worked, i don't know mark either but, i've worked with but i'm kevin. more familiar with who mark is yeah i've worked with kevin for years and he's a great personality so he's he's a very funny guy like kind of like iron eagle is sort of funny when yeah. he's calling games at times funny how Funny, like, uh, you know, what, I'm a clown to you, Hendry? Yeah. I'm here to amuse you? Yeah. No, like, Tommy, it's just the way you tell the story. Yeah. Anyway, um, I like it. You know, it's funny the way you phrased it, though, Lindsay. You know, these cheesy dad jokes. Yeah, you were kind of leading the witness there. Right. Makes well, it because makes... I, I mean it in a way because they have to be super safe for them to be telling these jokes. It's not yeah, like they're going to say right. something that's I like, mean, Of course. You know, it's got to be, you know, edgy. PG. Yeah. yeah. No, but like, like, I've heard Gus Johnson say things like, you know, he's running like nope, he's running. Don't, don't say that. Just don't say what he said. What did he say? Just don't say what he said. What did he, he say? Just don't say it. Just Google it, people. Just don't say it. Well, anyway, the point is, is like, I like that. I like when guys come up with things that are outside the norm. Like, I had no idea where Mark Sanchez was going with that. So he said that he cleared out yeah, I'll the- play it again. Just blowing open this hole, getting the start at center. I mean, Shelton's he's clearing out defenders faster than a teenager clears his search history on his web browser. Holy smokes. I mean, I think that's kind of funny because, like, I would never have even said anything like that. I didn't. Well, say you also don't funny. like know anything about your web browser's history, probably. <laughs> well, <laughs> you and probably I never, never like have cleared your web. I've browser. I've never really thought much about like clearing your web browser, but now that you think about it, yeah, it's but like the a cookies, smart thing bro, to do. After a while, the cookies are a pain in the ass, and just like I mean, at the very least, just for that. I just feel like that's kind of a funny line by Mark Sanchez. It is. It's, it's funny. It was. It was clever. Question though, for you especially, Sedano, when he comes up with lines like this, like. Is it something where you think he had this prepared or he just thought of this out of the blue? I, I don't know him like that. Like, if I had a better idea of him as a person, yeah. I would have a better answer for that. But unfortunately, I, I don't know him. So, I, I don't know. Maybe I, I would guess that he already had it planned. May, there are plenty of people that have that stuff written down. I know people, I will not name names, but I do know broadcasters that have like an index card and they have yeah. some notes there for things that they want to say. Whether or not he had it written down or it's just something he planned on saying, oh, I got this great line. Got this really good line. Or somebody said it to him, and he's like, oh, I'm going to use that on the broadcast this week. Yeah, or the producer could have fed it to him in game. That happens. There, are t I'll, I'll put you behind the curtain on Around the Horn. Sometimes the producers will whisper sweet nothings into your ear because they know that Tony Reale will like it and give you more points for it. <laughs> and so, and you just, that's it. You say it, and, and you, you, know, you get rewarded for it. So it's the way it works sometimes on TV. All right, what's next? All right, so a crucial moment in Sunday night's Bears-Packers matchup now has fans begging for the league to make yet another change. What so happened now? With, with the Bears trailing the Packers 24-10 in the fourth quarter, Chicago opted to go for a fourth-and-goal chance in an attempt to draw with a within a touchdown Yeah, Green Bay. this is the one they, were, yes. they ran from shotgun? Right. Well, and, first of all, that's their big problem. Yes. Yeah. Well, Justin Fields looked like he got the ball to the goal no. line, but they ruled that he, he was, was short. short. He was short. And Bears fans, of course, were livid. So then it started this whole argument online about whether or not they should put a chip in the football to determine if the ball crossed the line. So do you guys think they should put a chip in the football? Swipe left or swipe right? Right, Cappy, you go first. 
I'm going to swipe left and say no. I don't think they should put a chip in the football. Yeah. But I'll tell you this. In the Raiders game against Arizona, did you guys happen to notice that when the defensive back picked the ball up and he was running towards the end zone, when he crossed the goal line, he got rid of the football? Like he, There was a part of me when they were reviewing the play that I wondered – First, I wondered was was the ball down after the ball was fumbled? Did the two did the offensive player and the defensive player come in contact with each other, and therefore the ball would be ruled down and not returned? And then the second thing that I was wondering if they were reviewing was did he get rid of the ball before he actually crossed the goal line? A lot of people thought he did. Yeah, so I don't really think it's a great idea to put a chip in a ball, but there are a couple of examples where you're like, gosh, I wish I had a little bit more definitive answer about that. Did you notice this in this in this play against this Arizona? Yeah, Las Vegas play. Oh no no no! I'm talking about. I thought you were referring to the the, the play with Justin Fields. No, still. this is the other one. Also, the, at the end of the game, I'm telling you, when the defensive back was running the ball back yeah. towards the end zone, yeah. and he and it he, just oh he dropped. It looked like he dropped it. Yes, may, may or launched it. it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, it looked close, but they the the angle I saw after watching it back did not look that way. That's just to me, and I saw it on Sports Center again, and I did not notice that. I mean, we're. I didn't to notice take... that. I, I didn't feel like he, that it didn't. That he didn't cross the line and score. We're like, are we going to take out all of the human? Well, I, okay. So I will swipe right on this, and here's why. If you watch tennis, and you know, I just watched a ton of U.S. Open tennis over the last couple of weeks. For years, tennis has done the eye in the sky thing, and you can challenge it, and they have an actual like replication mm-hmm. uh, a computerized replication of where the ball hit if it hit on the line or not and I, I i think that technology should be used the fact that in the national football league and in football in general that we still trot out a bunch of dudes in their 50s and 60s you know <laughs> with like a chain and kind of yeah. trying to figure out where the football is spotted spotted based on their eye like and, and the eye test seems absurd to me um it's why I think Major League Baseball should go to robot umpires. You can have umpire, you know, uh, other umps in the in the field. Um, and, and in the NBA, it's why they go to review so many times. Soccer, they review now too. Like, I just think, I know people hate reviews because it stops the game. But if you want to get it right, get it right. That's my theory on it. Yeah, the whole balls and strikes thing, that is based on what the umpire sees or feels. Right. So I've always been a proponent of, make an electronic batter's box because how many times do you see you talk about a replica where they go oh look at this this is clearly a strike but the guy called it a ball or vice versa right angel hernandez usually on the other end of those uh but a chip in the ball itself well, yeah think, think why not? Of how many less reviews they would have because right. you look at tennis i remember there's that really close one in serena's match where they show it immediately right there on the screen like where the ball hit and whether it was in or not. There you go. I guess my my thought on it though is is could a chip and I don't Do you know how like the human error is that what it is? No, I don't really like I don't like the human error because I don't like games to be decided by human error. But what I wonder is, and this is going to get really geeky, what a chip might do to the travel of the ball, if anything. Because you were not talking about in baseball like them changing the ball to find out if it's a ball or a strike. They're not doing anything to the ball in tennis. Wait, so. You realize how small a SIM card in your cell phone is, right? I do, right? but but I'm just saying. I'm saying like, change the ball. I feel well, like it wouldn't change the make travel. It might, or it might not. I don't know. No. I, I yeah. think they could do I'm it small s- enough to where it wouldn't. Like, literally, if you took your SIM card out of your iPhone and put it inside of a an NFL football, would, I feel like it would, would make no difference. You would never notice the difference. You see, you guys say that, but when you're a head case like I was as a kicker, every little thing matters.
every little thing. I think, I think. <laughs> That's the problem with you football people. Like it's just like the dumbest thing gets you guys all worked up. Well, we used to when I was playing, we used to try and work on the balls to condition them so that we Worked could get on the them. Balls? That's right. Yeah. So we could get them the way we wanted them. So that we could mm. get them in the game the way we I wanted see. them. You see what I'm saying? Of course. Yeah. yeah. So, so we <laughs> so we would take the balls, we take them we take brand new balls, yeah. uh-huh. and then we brush them down. Did you grab a really? pair? No, I'd grab one at a oh, time, okay. not a pair. Oh, okay. But then I'd, first I'd brush them. I'd have to brush them down. Yeah. Then I would take the bladder out of the ball. What? Yeah. Oh, dude, for real. Then What's we would the put bladder. You don't know what the bladder of the ball is. No. I really. And yet, I've and never yet taken you're, a part and yet of you're so def- and yet you're so sure that the chip Again, will not impact know, the flight of the ball. I just know how small a SIM card is, and they could probably make something even smaller than that. Yeah. I'm just telling you. I mean, it's as, just technology. As a head case. I'm worried about the travel of the ball. That's all I'm saying. All right. Well, speaking of head cases. Your boyfriend deflated balls. Yeah, but that's okay. He had deflated balls. It's all right. Okay. Guy just wanted to grip it a little harder. Well, okay. Speaking of your boyfriend <laughs> and head cases. Yeah. Bucks receiver Mike Evans was both ejected and suspended for his latest incident with Saints defensive back Marshawn Lattimore. Well, Tom Brady, understandably, disapproves of this decision to suspend Evans for one game. Tom said just about an hour ago on his Let's Go podcast, quote, I don't think it deserved any type of suspension. I think that's ridiculous. You know, hopefully we can move past it, get to a better place. You know, in the end, I appreciate Mike having my back. I know he'll learn from it, and he knows that we all have his back, but the suspension is ridiculous. Do you guys agree with Tom Brady? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? Um, those two have gotten into it before, and I believe they were mm-hmm. suspended the last time, mm-hmm. too. Am mm-hmm. I right about yep. that? Um, so, no, I, I don't think it's ridiculous. I mean, especially once you have a history, two guys have a history having altercations with each other. I mean, the league is going to, gonna if they came down once on you, they're going to come down again on you. I know, but what is the suspension? It's because he comes back and he hits the guy, like, in the middle of right. what and looks like Mike it's going to be a skirmish, you so, know? Who knows what was said in that spot, but Lattimore, obviously Mike Evans defended uh, your boyfriend, Tom Brady, That's and his right. response was, he's Tom Brady. Yeah. Tom Brady said, you're a bleepity bleep. Right. Brady instigated that, though. Well, maybe so, but um, it's kind of like having a goon on a hockey team. You know, like that's our star, and if you mess with them, I got to so come beat you, you up. would you with Marcus Lattimore then, if that's the case? If I were Mike Williams? Yeah. Yeah. Mike Evans. Whatever. Yeah. Yes. Evans, it would Williams. be weird if Mike Williams would have flown across the country. Evans and, and Williams. Had a fight with I fought with them all. <laughs> <laughs> I love Tom Brady too. I'm going to get on a jet and fly across the country. Right. I, mean, I just really, I mean, a suspension. It's, it's a physical. I'm surprised game. you didn't go from Cleveland down there. I was on the verge and defend. I was on the, the but, honor. But this is why I'm with Tom Brady because mm-hmm. that's my man. Yeah. So I'm with him. By the way, Tom Brady's face again, looking even thinner than last. It year. looks weird. He looks like the movie Thinner. So, he there's. I don't want to be TMZ. I don't want to get into all that stuff, but something is up. Maybe he needs like some more avocados because they have fat in them, right? They do. His Healthy face looks fat. very skinny. Cappy and I had tons of avocados. We today. did. We had a lot. I don't know how many avocados you think they made in they that guacamole? They had a couple in there. A couple of the, you know, the Haas. And then they took like the tomatoes and the onions and you asked me, say, hey, not too much not on Not too the- much on the jalapenos. Right. Just light on the jalapenos. Right. Because I knew we had to do a show right. and the heartburn, that yeah. wouldn't be good. Right. Yeah. A lot of That was a very good guacamole. It really was. El Cholo. Si. Yeah. All right, that is uh, Radio Tinder each and every day at 5.30-ish. No, we got it at 5.30 today, though. That's Friday night. Uh. Where's your uh-uh? You've been... I'm just snapping right now. Now I'm feeling very snappy right now. This song yeah. makes me feel well, snappy. You snappy at that Chris guy. The Chris guy on, on Twitter? 
Yeah, which Dan Rayfield responded uh, to the guy. <laughs> poor, that poor guy. He's like he's like saying, you're boxing. He says, me, you're boxing knowledge. I've heard it. It's not what it is on the NBA. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. I know the NBA probably as well as anyone, I think. Like, I'm not trying to be a jerk. You're but not? I feel like I know the NBA as well as you can put me up against anybody. And I feel like I know the NBA. Can I put you way. up against Woj? No, not Woj. Okay, Woj's probably put, one of the few. Can I put you up against Wendy? I'll take Wendy's ass. Take him down? Yeah. Downtown. I saw Wendy today. I'll take him down. How about how about Chuck? Chuck. Hey, Chuck. Oh, I actually know more about the NBA than Chuck. <laughs> he may think I'm crazy, but I know more. He he played in the game, but I actually know more about today's NBA than Chuck does. Well, this guy's all over us on Twitter because, again, for... Anyway, well, first of all, you tweeted Dan Rayfield about Canelo and Triple G because you said that you had it 11-1, 10-2. He said you're absurd, that this is a sports show. You should know better. I said 10-2, 9-3. You then tweeted Dan Rayfield, and who's a professional boxing insider, and he said, "Yeah, I had it eleven to one, maybe ten to two, nine to three at worst. That's the range." And then he tries to say to, to us, as, and he writes back to Dan Rayfield that, "Yeah, Dan, pretty sure Dan is just trying to support his colleagues." Like you texted him separately or something? No, no. I, and, I, I just tweeted the guy. And, I was like, "Hey, Dan, get in. He get in on this conversation." And, and then Rayfield writes back, "Of course, that's how I actually scored it in real time and posted to Twitter." Yeah, yeah. Like, dude, this guy's really get nice. over it. You were you you had it like the judges. Congratulations on that. But you and the judges all had that wrong. Sorry, dude. <laughs> yeah, and and you could sit here and say that my boxing knowledge isn't up to snuff with my NBA knowledge. I would agree with you on that. But my boxing knowledge is way better than yours. If you think that was a seven-five fight, I'll take it a step further. My boxing knowledge is ten times better than my NBA knowledge. How about that? So I feel really good about my eleven to one score. That's also not saying much. Well, right, but that you understand the difference here, what I'm yeah, saying. I yeah. mean, my boxing is up here. Yeah. My NBA's down here. Your NBA has gotten better, though. It's getting there. Listen, you've been hanging out with me for over a year now. Yeah, it's, by, you've been uh, rubbing off on by me. Osmo Careful. What? Phrasing. What? Phrasing. What? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That tell us us. Come on, for real? Yeah. yeah. To Phrasing. say that somebody's rubbing off on you? Phrasing. That's yeah. hella sus? Phrasing. That's all I'll say. Okay. Can't be oh, there's uh, Ireland's friend. <laughs> I didn't know that. I, listen, when things are hella sus, yeah. like it, it always catches me off guard. I have to like reset for us and go, wait a second. So that was hella sus. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay, so now I got to think about that next time. Is that going to be hella sus? Because I don't really want to be hella sus. Sus is fine. Hella sus is, takes it to the next level. Hella sussy. And then hella sussy mm -hmm. is I mean, like, forget it. And then uh, hella sussy with some extra sussy sauce. Right. And then <laughs> at that point, you get dumped. Yeah. At that point, she don't even let that get yeah. on the air. Uh, Beto and Whittier says a chip. Uh, we're talking about the chip in the football that Lindsay yep. brought up mm -hmm. uh, to measure stuff. Right. Uh, the chip on a pet to track them is the size of a rice grain. That's Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. Now, wait a second. I'm going to question Beto and Whittier's uh, engineering background, just like this guy's you know, questioning our boxing background. Yeah. I mean, Beto, what's the deal, man? You, you work for Qualcomm or something? What's the story, man? Maybe he does. I you mean, don't know. no, do I don't know. know. I don't yeah. know. I, um, hey, by the way, who is the person that sent me the, uh, the message here just recently that said that I can park in their... Um, in their like front yard when I go down. Oh to yeah, yeah, Alex the gardener. Is it Alex the gardener? Is that who it is? Oh yeah, yeah, Alex the gardener. He says, "Hey, Cappy, if he lives uh, by the forum." Says, "If you're going to the forum, you can park in my driveway. I'll drop you off and then pick you up." There you go. Dang. How sweet is that? Yeah. Yeah, because parking is a it, is hella sus. It's an. I mean, shout out to Maze because we had his VIP parking, so there was like. In and oh, out. you were in and out. In and out, but I've been to SoFi without VIP parking. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, it's tough. How did you get Mace's tickets? Now, he's obviously been dealing with COVID. 
and he was off the air all week last week, uh-huh. back on the air today, and he, uh, well, I'm curious, how did you get the, the, the Mace tickets for the Falcons-Rams game? It was honestly random. I was at work, I was at Apple, and I was about to get off, it was about to be 11 a.m., and he, I get a text from Mace, and I'm like, why is Mace texting me on a weekend, right? He goes, hey, um, Juan is still testing positive for COVID, I'm, I'm not, but I don't want to go by myself. I still have a throat thing, whatever, whatever. Did you think that he was going to ask you if you wanted to go with him? No. Oh. I, and uh, I, he just says, uh, I still have, you know, here, is this still your email? Because, you know, he's taking me to Dodger games. Right, so you got to email the tickets, right? Yeah, and he's like, I'm going to shoot you the the tickets for today's game if you can go, and it includes parking. And I was like, are you serious? I thought he was joking. I don't know why, but I thought he was joking. He goes, yeah. And I was like, uh, okay. So I called up Christian, and I was like, babe, we're going to game. He's like, what? I was like, yeah, Mason gave us tickets. It was his first NFL game, so we had a blast. Oh, really? Yeah. And so at the Mace seats at, at SoFi, do they come around with, like, waiter and waitress service? Or no, they- but, I mean, he's uh, part of the chairman's uh, club, so mm-hmm. you go in, you get free drinks, free food. Oh, nice. I mean, it was badass. Yeah. You know? It is badass. I mean, it's I've- a beautiful stadium, dude. It's. Let me tell you something. I'm looking forward to going there. I'm going this weekend to do the Chargers game, uh, Jack's Chargers for ESPN Radio. And nice. I did the bowl game there, the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. It was fantastic it's a it's the most beautiful i don't i, I don't mince words when i say it's the most beautiful stadium in the world yeah I think. so i mean listen if if you've so ever great. been to jerry's world which is i have a, it's an amazing it's, stadium it's, cool. it's incredible yeah but it's not so fun no no but it it was before SoFi. It was. It was SoFi you know? before SoFi. Right. Yeah. Jerry World was an incredible stadium. It was pre-Fi. Yeah. And then once they once they decided <laughs> to open SoFi, yeah. then you were like, okay, this place just blew Jerry World yeah. away. Who's next? I don't think anybody's going to be able to outdo so far. Yeah, I agree. I don't think not any, for a while at no. least. And 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 I just don't think anybody's got the market to do it. Right. You know, I don't. If, if they build a new stadium in Buffalo, I don't think anybody there no. is going to go. Hey, let's spend six billion dollars on a stadium and make it the most bomb stadium on the planet. Yeah. No, they're going to be like, yo, we let's make a, a good place. stadium. Right. Yeah. Let's make a good stadium. Right. Right. I'm with you. Uh, so this Monday night football situation, the doubleheader, usually what's happened is they have one game and then another game that follows. So they're doing a little, uh, you know, kind of, what is it? Uh, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Uh, like cross matching, maybe? is the Cross matching? Is that a phrase that you use in football television terminology? No, That's not new really. To me. Staggering, maybe? It's is new the, to me. Probably the best way. Okay. Yeah. Well, you got two games going at the same time. I thought, I literally had no idea. I thought the first game would be on and then the second game comes on. But the first game was on at 4.15, and the second game, I think, kicked off at like 5.15. So staggering seems to work. It's 7-0. Philadelphia's got a lead over Minnesota with 4.37 to go in the first quarter. As for the other game, the Buffalo-Tennessee game, I don't know because they're at a commercial. Oh. Yeah. I can't see the other one because it's behind me because these damn TVs don't work. Greg was able to fix the one to put ESPN on, but now the other ones can't put ABC7 on. Okay. Um, hmm. That one's got ABC Seven on. Yeah, I got to turn one's around. Behind you. Yeah. And this one's got. Well, but the ESPN one behind on. you also has ESPN, so I can okay. watch that one. So I'm gonna stick to the Bills for now. Okay. What's the score? You know? Nah, I'm paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? You talk about going to uh, SoFi this past weekend, Laura, and having like really nice accommodations because mm-hmm. Mace hooked you up. Yeah. He when did. I thank when, you, Mace. Shout when, out. When I got to this Cleveland Browns game yesterday, yeah, I've never been to a Cleveland Browns game before. Right. And then our company has a badass suite there, right? Yeah. So, so I'm with a buddy of mine, and we're going to go up to our seats and and tell the story how you told me. So I tell this friend of mine, mm-hmm. I go, listen, I go, uh, he goes, hey, let's go get in line, let's get beer and food, and then we'll go to our seats. And I'm like. How about you give me like 10 or 15 minutes and let me see if I can go like sweet crashing? Yeah. You, you hear know? this? Oh, hell. Oh, hell what? 
10 or 15 minutes, and I'm going to go sweet crashing. Sweet crashing. This is how he told me, and I'm like, I, I had the exactly. same reaction. Oh, hell. Same reaction. Yeah. Okay. So he said to me, he goes, well, what do you mean sweet crashing? And I go, well, here's what we need to do. We need to get up to the sweet level, and then we're going to walk around, and we're going to look to see like company names on the doors, and then see if we can figure somebody out that we might know. All along, I then text Sam, who runs 710 through Good Karma Brands, and I had worked at their radio station the day before mm-hmm. in downtown Cleveland. I said to him, I go, hey, Sam, it, you know, does the company have a box here at the, the Browns game? <laughs> yeah. You mean the company that has like, uh, you know, a ton of Cleveland yeah, guys? They're I only mean, the official Browns radio station. Right. So yeah, I said, I love it. how he presents it that way. Yeah. Like you don't know that that's right. the case. Well, no, but I didn't at the time. I, I actually did not. I didn't know. Did you? No, I didn't because if I did. You're so sus, bro. No, if I you did. You knew they were the Browns radio station, didn't you? Correct. But I didn't know that they had a suite. And I didn't organize before Sunday what? that they have a suite. How do wait, wait, Cap? You've been working in radio for I don't even know how long. Yeah. And you know if they come, like for example, you know Ram Station here. Hello. Right. There's a Laker st- Station. Yeah. Hello. So you know that if they're you're the official station of X team, you probably have keyword suite. probably right. But no, but, 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 but keep but keep but in really. mind. But just okay. So you text. But Sam, you're missing yeah. the chronology. That's it's yeah. an important uh-huh, okay. part of all yeah, this. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't ahead. go to the game saying, "Hey, I've got us in a." Sweet. No. You I, had tickets. From I had tickets. The offensive coordinator, who's your pal. Right. Yeah. And we were going to go sit in these seats. But I said, if you just give me a few minutes, let me see if I can figure this out. So I texted. Now, him. how does your pal feel about this? Well, that he yeah. ditched his he, seats. Oh, uh-huh. um, he didn't feel that bad. But the other people that were with us, they were like, what about the rest of us? Yeah. And I'm like, no, nah, it's just me and my buddy Kenny here. We're yeah. the two of us. How, how good were the seats you got from your buddy? They were good, but they weren't. Adjacent? They were, they were good adjacent. Okay. Yes. They were well, he's good. not the head coach. Right. Right. So. So he doesn't have his own suite, yeah. put it that way. Yeah. So now I get a hold of Sam, who runs our company, yeah. and I said, hey, Sam, um, do you guys have a suite here at the Browns game? And if so, should I go visit with some of our Cleveland teammates? And he writes back and introduces me to this lady, Amy, who runs the station in Cleveland, and says, hey, I got Cap from 710 ESPN LA. He's there at the Browns game. Can you bring him into the suite? And she's like, we'd love to have him in the suite. There you go. So I go up to the suite, and I spent the entire game yeah. national anthem yeah fly over yeah. till the very last second of that game in the good karma suite in cleveland the whole time by the way never telling my friend that i'm with that i know these people he's, yeah. like, he's like you don't know these people i'm like never met them before in my life totally true story fair, fair, <laughs> totally true yeah, yeah, totally true them, yeah. <laughs> we had a great time cleveland i'll say this uh, i love going to nfl games in different nfl cities i love going in seattle i love yeah. going to kansas city really great environment Till the very end, of course. The dog when, when everybody left, assuming the game was over, and then the Jets came storming uh, back and scored those two touchdowns with a minute 55 to go. I text Lindsay my apologies. I was sorry. That's okay. I just laughed because, you know, it's all you can do at this point when things like that happen. Just like Raiders fans know. You know, they said yeah. on our timeline, they were all saying the same thing. Like, yep, Raiders got a Raider. Speaking of which, Overreaction Monday continues in the next segment, plus what you need to know. 710 ESPN, by the way, is the only station giving you a chance to win $1 million. It's not a national contest. Cappy and I may hand it over to you. Make sure you're listening to the show closely because today we'll ask a trivia question related to the show. The first person to answer correctly will win two tickets to see the Rams-Cowboys on October 9th, and then you'll be registered for a shot to win a million bucks. So listen every day for your chance to win on Million Dollar Mondays. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI 
to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.